Welcome to the Kingdom Eagles Church, where hearts and minds are always in one accord. And the multitude of they that believed were of one heart and of one mind. Beloved, every stage in life has its own challenges. We tend to differ in the way we handle or solve them, be it out of ignorance, misinformation that mislead many into adopting temporary solutions, escapism, blaming, smoking, addiction, or seeking help from wrong sources, while others persistently make efforts to change their circumstances. Others give up and allow these circumstances to define who they really are not. Some have adopted new characters, anger, to overcome these challenges. Others have gone into drugs, some into prostitution, and some have turned suicidal. Problems never quit. But you know what? You can make a smart decision today by desiring Jesus more, by taking a step out of your comfort zone and embracing Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. The Lord will hear you. The Lord will intervene in your life. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will direct you. And above everything, He will restore you and give you a new life to live hearts and minds in one accord. Pastor Kevin. to be 
means that destiny changer is impactful in the life of an individual or in the life of multitude communities and the life of nations. And we said that destiny, when we talk about destiny, is sometimes referred to as faith, but faith is different. Because when we talk about destiny, we talk about predetermined future. Whether general or individual. Destiny, we talk about the future. And we said, for example, Joseph was destined to be a governor. No matter the cause of events, he was destined to be great and a great leader. The cause of events, no matter how bad they were in his life, they could not change what God has said about his life. And when we talk about faith, we talk about the things that have happened and faith talks of the now. I have fought this thing in every way, but it still finally happened. It was fated to happen that way. Because faith is in the now, but destiny is in the future. Is that, are we making sense? which cannot be determined by your decisions or your actions because it is in the finality of events because things will just work themselves out that way. You are destined that way. Projected in the future. When I talk about the fact that you cannot do anything about it or decisions about it, I'll come to explain that sometime. Why? Because you can always want to do something about your future, but it might not always work the way you want it. Do you understand it? Are we together? <laughs> and so we have to come to that consciousness to understand that destiny, understanding what it means Destiny is far much greater than just thinking of faith. Faith is bound to happen. Faith as a power of the agency, it determines the order of events. But destiny always be in the future of events. And so if we're looking at Destiny Changes series, we want to ask the question, what does destiny really mean in the hands of God? As Christians, how do we see destiny? What does that word destiny mean for a Christian? We believe that destiny to us, that there is a place 
for the sovereign will of God. In man's personal choices, for us to fulfill destiny, to make the right decisions, like we have our destiny in Christ. Why? Because the Bible tells us that we are inscribed in the palms of God's hands. It means that everything we are and who we're going to be has already been put in the hands of God. And God will guide and direct every step of the way. Why? Because we are his children. Because it says in Jeremiah from the time you were conceived, I knew thee right from conception. God had a say about your beginning. And he has a say about your end. But you see, what is important that we want to look into in destiny is that God has a destiny for everyone to fulfill. But there is a problem. Our destiny have been altered. Our destiny have been altered. I've used has and had been altered. Had been altered because from the garden of Eden, when God created man in Genesis, he said be fruitful and multiply, subdue, and to live in the fullness of dominion. It means when God created man, he had a vision for man. He had a plan for man. He wanted to live with man. He would walk in the garden of Eden. And you could hear his footsteps. Boom, boom, boom. He would converse with man. He didn't want to be alone. That's why he said, let us make man in our own image and likeness. So God decided to create an environment where he could have fellowship, relationship with man. And so he said to man, the only thing I want you to do is not to eat of the fruit in the center of the garden. But unfortunately for man, in the Genesis chapter 3, the fall of man, the devil came, the serpent came, and loved mankind out of his destiny, and his destiny was altered. That's why I say hard. Being altered. And who did? Lucifer did. Satan did. The serpent did. And once the destiny was altered, we lost our privileges, our power, our authority, and we became naked. And not only naked, the curse came. God released the curse. But you see,
But guess what God did? The Bible says, the Bible makes us to understand that God became so angry. Why? Because mankind began to live so much in sin. And because of so much sin, because of the sinful nature of man, it began to stink before the throne of grace. The sins of mankind began to stink before the law. And God was so angry. So God decided to say what? I need to scrap this plan. This is not what I created man to fulfill. I want us to look at that. Maybe I'm preaching my own gospel. <laughs> Maybe I'm saying my own stuff. Look at Genesis chapter 5. Open chapter 6 from verse 5. Genesis chapter 6 from verse 5. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of, man, of human race had become on the earth. And that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was what? Was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth. And his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe out from the face of the earth and the human race I have created. With them, the animals and the birds and the creatures that move along the ground. For I regret that I have made them. God regretted because he looked down on mankind and mankind was not fulfilling destiny. So God did what? God realized that Adam had messed up. Man's destiny was altered. And God saw the future wasn't good. Destiny was altered. And so God immediately decided to bring the flood and scrap the old plan he had. Someone said, this is the changer. You see, many of us, children of God, are stuck in visions that are not working. Many of us have moved in paths we believe are paths of destiny and we know of a truth is not working. We know of a truth nothing is working. But we continue in that destructive path. No matter the advice they give us, no matter what people tell us, no matter what we see physically, we still hold on the wrong path. It's time to scrap that path if it isn't working right for you. Some has taken the path to console themselves in addiction. So 
Proverbs 14 says that, 14 verse 12 says that, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, he leads into destruction. If you know your path is not going to yield fruit, it's time to scrap it. If you know that you are living a life that you don't see the future out of it, it's time to scrap it. If you know you have been running on a business day in, day out, and it's not working, it's time to aim away and scrap it. There is no shame to scrap it. But when you scrap that path A, you come up with a new path because the new one will give you again experience to begin a new journey. There was a time in my life my parents were not around me. You know when you go to university, that's the first time you are away from your parents. <laughs> and you can do what you want. You live very free. At times you cohabit. You live as if you are a married man. <laughs> and then, one day, I went to a church. And the Lord says, give up your Isaac. I'm like, what do you mean by give up your Isaac? Uh, so... They said, Isaac is the person you love so much that if you don't let go in your life, it becomes a hindrance to your blessings. So I zoomed into my life, and the Isaac of my life was my girlfriend. So I said, You then become the sacrifice of God today. I said, Today I'll give up my Isaac. I'm going to let you go honey because I love God. Oh, yes. Because if I don't let you go in the house of God, you're going to continue to be a blockage to my progress, to my vision, to my purpose, to my destiny. So if I have to fulfill purpose and destiny, you need to get out of the way. It's not because I don't love you. No, 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 no. I love you that I want to put the ring today. Though I was broke and I had no other property than a little dog. I have only a dog. I have no bank account. But I could talk of I want to marry tomorrow. Or I'll marry next week. Or I'm going to marry you. But I have nothing to show for sure. But yet I was still there saying, hey honey, you'll be my wife. <laughs> but when I heard the message, give up your Isaac. Let go. Yeah. That 
cry went on for four hours because she knew that my words are always my bones. And after that, I gave up my Isaac. <laughs> Woo! Somebody said destiny. Destiny. So I had to give it up. I had to crush the vision I had. I had to let go the vision I had. I had to scrap the vision. And that is why many of us are always afraid not to do. To scrap it because we are afraid. We don't have someone else who will replace it. But can I tell you something? The God, the Lord your God, who created you, knows the one who will fulfill purpose and destiny with you. Someone break your heart. Someone disappoint you. Someone fail you. Someone use your money. Someone put you to shame. But God, at this appointed time, will bring someone new into your life. And you'll be like, I've never loved before. I think was not a new. You don't need to cry when the vision seems crushed. You don't need to cry when it seems no walking. You don't need to cry when it seems bleak. Because it is bleak because it's not destiny. If you have destiny, it will smooth out. But when you start when the confusion, it's because things are not right the way they ought to be. And you are thinking of any I need to this time. I come with a wonderful body. Cross that vision. Cross the vision. Cross the vision. Because when you cross it, you will think of what next you can do. We should not be like unbelievers. Unbelievers, in their psychology or in their mouth, they always say that a word in, in hand is worth two in the bush. <laughs> well, then you should not give up what you have right now because you are surely not sure of the next meal, you know, of what next you have. <laughs> but your God. Your God understands you. Your God in whose life, in whose hands you are engraved in the palms of his hands, knows where the bones of your bones is. Knows where the flesh of your flesh is. Knows the one who will bring the healing in your heart. Knows the one who will dry your tears. Knows the one who will support you. Knows the one who will be a true helpmate. Hey! Many of us are stuck at a point in our lives. When God is asking us to subscribe the vision, when we hold on to it, when you hold on to a vision you ought to scrap, you live in stagnation. You live in quarrels. When people are not meant for each other, they fight. They pull out daggers against everyone. I want my bank account. I want my pots. I want my stew I cooked yesterday. Why you thought the food I cooked? You tell life left there is quarrel. You tell right there is quarrel. Why must you toss this or toss that? This is my house. Keep putting this on my car. And it becomes a my, 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 my. Because that is your vision. That is your vision. Because 
God Himself could look down from heaven and say, This was not the plan I had. Sometimes we get into relationship and we're like, This is not the man I marry. God did not give me this this kind of man or woman. But you 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 look at yourself. You look at yourself. The truth is, the question is, when you wanted to marry that man or woman, did you ask God? Did you include him in the vision? You made a choice. But God scrapped the vision because he realized mankind was not fulfilling destiny. When your vision is not scrapped, it means your future is not guaranteed. Things people run into for addiction, for pornography, for lust, is because they realize that their vision is not working right. And so they turn into smaller visions for self-support. They turn into smaller things for psychological support. Come on. When I feel depressed, I turn on my gospel music and I worship my God. I sing his praise. I sing his honor and adoration. But oh, if I don't know God, my mind immediately might turn into smoking. My mind might turn into pornography. My mind might turn into addiction. But because I know that my mind, my own self has died, has been scrapped. I embrace the things of God. This, the life you live if it is not fulfilling destiny, it's time to scrap it. And the reason why we hold on to it is because we don't know who we are. And that is what makes us to associate ourselves to wrong people. They always tell, there's a saying that goes, tell me your friend and I'll tell you who you are. Because lifestyle mimics certain threats that we can easily say, if A is this, then B is surely this. Hello? Because if we understand that our identity in Christ positions us in a position where we know and have confidence and have rewards, then we can always make the right choice to run back to God and Lord. You are the architect of my destiny. Lord, I didn't make it right yesterday. I want to trust you today to change my purpose, to change my vision. I'm not going to live in fear, but I'm going to trust you. The more we sit in a place where we know it's not right, it's because we fail to understand that there are some people who are also sitting somewhere I'm waiting for us, you and me, to bring impact in their lives. Hello? Hello? There are some destiny changes that God is waiting for. There are some people who are looking up to you and you and you to bring change in their lives, to bring change in their finances, to bring change in whatever they do. Why? Because in God's divine plan, He has connected and interwoven us to bring impact in their lives. Someone say impact. Impact is a word, it's not just a word from the word you can decipher, it's meaning because once it happens, there is bound to be change. There is bound to instant change. 
It means that there are people in your life that you have and they are depending on you and they are waiting on you because your success inspires them. Your upliftment inspires them. Your breakthrough inspires them. But if you are stuck at a point in life where you are going through cycles and cycles, then you are not making progress. You are bound to find yourself in stagnation. But the good news is, Jesus came to let you know that you are destined to rule and to reign. Jesus came to change the path of our destiny. Why? Because the curse was still upon our lives until he came. And the Bible says, because he came and went under the cross, the curse was what? It was broken. It was destroyed. And that is why he took your poverty onto the cross that you may become rich. That is why he came and had victory and dominion to restore you back in the path of destiny that you may realize who you are and that you may fulfill who you are called to fulfill. But it's still a matter of Choice. Yes, yes, yes. There was a time I kept my dog in a cage for too long because he was too stubborn. Uh-huh. Back in Africa, we keep wild dogs, they're night guards. Yeah. Just them to bark and they, they will know the thieves will know they won't come close. It's not the, the chihuahuas we have there here that will drive around the city with. <laughs> baby, baby, honey, you want something to eat? Don't worry, I'm there for you, I'm there for you. No. And for so long that I kept this dog under control, the moment I opened the door, the dog could not even go out anymore. Why? The dog has adapted to living in such a bondage on one spot. Are you understand what I'm saying? There are many of us like that. Our stagnation has become a lifestyle. We have accepted our present position. We are standing on the same spot year in, year out. We know nothing new has happened. We go on 24th night and we make confession on 31st night. We make lists of New Year resolutions. Years in, year out, this one's finished and nothing is changing. Why? Because we have not understood who we are. Tenebo. It's time to scrap the vision. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Woo! Woo! And the Bible says, the Bible says, after God had looked down on mankind and mankind was not fulfilling purpose and destiny, he sent the fraud. And the frog wiped out everybody but for one family, the family of man called Noah. Eh? So God just saved a family. And once God saved a family, what happens with that family? The family began to do something new. Go to Genesis chapter 11, see the Torah of Babel. The Bible says they began to have a vision. They brought together and they had a vision. And their vision was to build this tower until he gets to heaven. The Bible says they agreed and the power of agreement was so strong. They wanted to see God. They wanted to reach God. They wanted to be operating at that dimension. 
Their vision and their agreement was so strong that God had to come down to the city to inspect what they were doing. And God realized that they said they wanted to build a city and make a name for themselves to boast. <laughs> to boast. To boast. Oh, I hear you, Lord. I get it now. I get it. I get it. I get it. Listen to me. You can have a vision, but if the vision is for a personal name, then believe me, God gonna scrap it again. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know who I'm speaking to. If your vision is for popularity, then there's going to be a scrapping of the vision. Masukata. And the Bible says, the builders power, the building was strong, the vision was strong, but the purpose was wrong. Many of us are that point. Where our vision is not aligned with God's vision. Once your vision is not aligned with God's vision, we provoke the wrath of God to come in. That's why we struggle so much to make it work. We fight so much to make it work. Because once there is God and something in His will and purpose, there comes a season that God just tells you, let me take over from where you start. And you see things don't begin to cross. But these people they said they wanted to do it in a way that can reach God. The Bible also tells us in in Numbers chapter 13. God dispatched. He said, Moses, send some two of spies to spy the promised land. So that they can have a clue of this vision. I told them right from Egypt that I am taking them to the promised land. But when the two of spies came, their visions were different. What they saw was different. Ten of them said that yes, all of them agreed that the land was good flowing with honey and milk. But the ten said, but there are giants in the land, they are too powerful for us. And the stare of the entire community to live in fear, who will not make it? We're not going to make it. The people are too strong for us, they are too big. We can't fight, we will fight, we will not win. Have you gotten a vision to a place where you see the problems in the vision are too big for you? You want to stand again and ask yourself, did you ask yourself again in God, did you give me a vision? You look at the problems are getting too mighty. You look at left, right. There is problem after problem, but you only see the problems are getting bigger every day. And like, God, did you give me a vision? But yes, God gave them the vision and God sent them to spy the land. And visionally, you can build or you can destroy based on your understanding and perception of what your eyes are telling you. Hello, somebody. But there were two people, Joshua and Caleb, 
who refuse to see what others see. They said, whatever the situation is, God, you can be able to give us victory over the circumstance. God, who gave us the vision, who gave us the promise, who directed us, who showed us, he will fight for us, he will give us the land. We just need to be confident and stay in it. And that's where many of us fail. Every time there is something not working the way we think, we become emotional. Why is it not working this way? That is your perception. Have you gone to God again? Why don't you think that if God gives you a vision, if it's not working, if God has an appointed time for a vision, to every vision, there is an appointed, a set time, and an appointed time for the manifestation of the vision. You just need to be fervent and remain steadfast. Pastor Peter was telling me, he just came from, I was giving this testimony, I came from the ordination in Dallas, and then the pastor who, who had the biggest um, redeemed church was telling us his, telling me that his testimony. How he started the redeemed church? And the, 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 the witches just gathered together and they did everything to stop him. Sometimes he wake up in the morning, his food is so swollen, he will not preach. He said, you gather, and before he realized, this doesn't move anymore. He said, it took the grace of God for him to pray and pray and pray. The attacks, the one that was sent first to him, there were too many. He said, but he stood his ground. Today he has made that church. Amen. When I look in here, I don't see chairs, I see people. Yes. When I look in here, I don't see men of God sitting, I see anointed prayer, I see anointed, anointed men sitting and women sitting here. Because I know God does not do anything without putting pillars in place. Oh, yes. That's why I have the confidence. Amen. God has to put pillars, and every structure of a vision must have pillars before the roofing can come in. And so, if you're part of the church right now, don't be like Miriam. God gave the Israelites, and in a journey, Miriam and Aaron just woke up and questioned Moses. Why should you marry such a woman? Why should you marry her? And God says, who are you to ask my servants? Why do you question my anointed one? And the Bible says that God came to you then and said, I speak to other servants in riddles and in dreams, but I speak to my servant Moses face to face. Who are you to question him? And the Bible says, before Moses could turn his eyes, Miriam already was nervous. Because of that, they stayed for seven days in their journey to the promised land. It means if you take out seven days from their journey, you realize they could have, they could have appeared, wouldn't arrived earlier than what the Bible records. Because of seven days. Because someone stepped into the vision and began to see differently. I arrest every vision distractors in the church in Jesus' name. Amen. I bite every distraction in Jesus' name. Amen. Miriams and every hell of you arrest them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God understands that He has to take us through a journey because even in a vision, He also understands in the midst of doing that, there are some things you kick out of your life. God prompts us. How many of you look at your life and say, I don't, I don't talk the way I used to talk. Yeah, true. And when I want to get angry, I think of what this anger is all about. <laughs> when I want to do this, I think of what God will say. 
But you see, many Christians have found themselves in great visions to make names, great projects to make names, and that's why we have the social media is exploding with TikToks. <laughs> I created a TikTok account just recently. I didn't want to create one. And I created it and all the ones that they came to me, they are all news. I said, I said, the only thing I like in TikTok is music. So where are all these coming from? Hello? Everything is different. Because they want to sell and make money, we'll make it in. People are fighting to leave a legacy on earth. They are fighting to leave a name on earth. What about leaving a name in heaven? Have you ever sat down for a moment and said, if God takes my life today, what have I done to show God that I appreciate the life he gave me? Because guess what? The day will come when all of us will lie on one narrow bed, six feet, and we'll go deep. And all that we have labored, people who don't even know us might come and take it away and eat. Am I correct? Am I correct, man of God? To understand when we begin to have a vision, we want to ask ourselves, God, where are you in my vision? Am I aligned with God's vision? Am I aligned with purpose? Am I aligned with, his, with what He has come to fulfill? Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18 says, Without vision, my people perish. Why? Because if God shows you a dream and has revealed it to you, it's because he wants you to depend on him. It's because he wants to look up to you. You might get the vision when you are broke, but it does not matter. Right. You might get the vision when nobody knows, like Joseph. When he got the vision, who believed in him? His brothers knew exactly what he was going to become. They knew. But many of us today, we can quote Joseph, but at the same time, we will look at our lives. We're not ready to wait like Joseph. To go through the chase, to go through the fire, to go through the prisons. We don't want to go through the desert of our lives. But God had to allow purpose and destiny to fulfill his life. Can you rise up on your feet? You can become a vision changer today. Because you carry a destiny of generational wealth and God is waiting and waiting on you to break something in the family. Amen. You can be a destiny changer today like Moses. To be the one who was done for the family to come out of the situation they're going through. But are you willing to pay the price? I stopped dating for seven years. <clears throat> seven. Counting. After the first year, I had a party with my friends. They said they didn't believe me. They said they're going to give me more time to see how far I will go. My friend is in Ohio. We celebrated. After six months, we don't celebrate after six months. So celebrated. After six months, you did not have a relationship. I said, yes. Well, they were always with me. After six months, they said they, they, they bought some drinks. And they said, this is powerful. <laughs> yeah, it is one that you don't have a relationship because every one of them were, were in a relationship and everybody wanted me to align with their own vision 
The moment I said I'm not going to follow the same pattern again in my life, there was a problem. It does not matter. You might feel you don't have nobody. You might feel that you are alone and you are lonely. But when God decides on that day to bring you through the aisles, you understand God was keeping a special package for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo! You might have been knocking at some doors and they're not opening. But that day will come yeah. when God will say, My servant, just walk through. Let me show you something. He says, My servant, I want to have confidence in me. The earth is of the Lord and the fullness thereof. Go and see what is mine. What do you need? I will give you everything. And you realize you just have a contract of millions and you pass out. Listen <laughs> oh! to me. There are people who know loans, loans in Houston here and they have contracts from the, gov from, from the government. Am, am I talking? Yes. They're making millions. Yes, yes, yes. It's just what push When the temperature is 104, before you realize they have a contract to take care of loans for companies and their contract right there they check 100 something right there every day you see them driving that place you think that they're crazy no they make money one of my friends was telling me how he got to america and, and his first job was to to join his family company to more loans loans and he has never done that in his life <laughs> When the temperature is something is shaking, the machine is also shaking. <laughs> Today he tells me the story and he says, please don't tell nobody. Pastor, you already told us. I didn't tell nobody because I didn't measure his name. <laughs> And he tells me the things he did. But today he is he is in an office yeah. with an AC blowing over him. Oh, yeah. He recounts this as a testimony. Yeah. We pay my dead job for a night. Yeah. Better yeah. joy. Come back to the morning. Yeah. It does not matter where you stand now. What matters is the destiny. When God is taking you to, when God will position you, when God will lift you, when God will put you. In the deserts, in the deserts, 
I don't care how dry the situation is in your life. I don't care how dry your account may be. When I speak this hour, let the light of God come forth. And let the miracle be born out of your dryness. Let the wells begin to overflow in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we stand this hour and we say, Lord, your word has gone out. Let the purpose for which you gave this word, this service, be made manifest in the life of every listener. Amen. That whoever will watch and whoever will listen to and whoever, oh God, will come across this message, let it drive through their spirit. Let it cause them to submit. May we be the hearers, not only the hearers, but the doers of the word. That as we scrap our personal visions, your vision will be born in our spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever projects we have taken, Lord, you alone shall be glorified through it. Therefore, Father, we submit ourselves to you. I will say, Father, have your way. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord, your work cannot go out and come back void without fulfilling the purpose which you have been sent. Do it for us and take the glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. We have prayed. Amen. amen. Can we say better? Amen. I want to encourage everyone to not miss our Wednesday service as our series will continue on Wednesday. Thank you so much. <laughs>